Hi, I'm Sami Contractor, and welcome to the Bipartisan Podcast. I'd like to preface this podcast and every future podcast I record by saying that as a Gen Z independent, my goal is to analyze the political landscape from my own perspective. Since I don't subscribe to a specific political party or ideology, my views are individual to me. If for one issue I come off as liberal and on the next I sound incredibly conservative, listeners can trust that my views are my own. On this episode, I wanted to sort of backtrack a little bit. Um, in a previous episode, I spoke a little bit about the Mueller report, and in relation to the Mueller report, I talked about what this means for media organizations like MSNBC and CNN, um, specifically their failures in regards to the Mueller report. I think a lot of it was wanting to make something out of nothing and perpetuating incomplete information to fit an ideological agenda. Um, Unfortunately, though, I'd be remiss if I did not bring up some of what happens on the other side of the aisle as well in this regard. Um, And the way in which I wanted to do that was trying to do a little deep dive into Fox. Um, Before I do that, though, I I do want to clarify here. Um, I think the way in which MSNBC handled the Mueller report, specifically MSNBC, um, was distasteful. Um, Again, the idea of perpetuating incomplete information to fit a story that you are trying to sell to viewers because you are trying to use this division and polarization um, for your own gain. Um, Look, it's nothing new, and I'll be talking about that, um, specifically when I connect that to what happens on both sides, you know, whether that's conservative media or liberal media. Um, If anything, really, it's just more of the same, and more of the same uh, for far too long, I think we've accepted something that we shouldn't accept, really, um, in terms of lowering journalistic standards, um, in terms of uh, hiring TV personalities rather than um, political talk show hosts that actually want to talk about something with substance rather than make a point to get on Twitter and get 50,000 retweets for some bit. Um, So... What I wanted to do with this episode is, since I, I spoke about MSNBC and some of their failures, I wanted to go into how that connects to what's happening on the other side, and in reality, how they all connect as a whole, and why it's really a cause and effect relationship between the conservative media and the liberal media currently, in which when one lowers their standards, the way in which the other reacts is by also lowering their standards. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Fox. Um, The way in which I wanted to do that is sort of rewind the relationship President Trump and Fox have had. Um, It all starts in 2015. This is when President Trump uh, made uh, his announcement to run for president. Um, It's reported that he had a meeting with uh, Rupert Murdoch, and Rupert Murdoch essentially blew him off. Um, He did not really give Trump the attention um, that he was seeking out. And during the early parts of the primary season, Fox ran a lot of negative Trump segments. Um, Through that, though, President Trump was able to uh, essentially come through that. Uh, Still victorious, he uh, defeated many expectations in the polls, beating out uh, Republican veterans like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, Chris Christie, John Kasich, Jeb Bush. Um, We all know the story. This is something that was very much to Fox's surprise. Um, Initially, I think a big reason that Fox was hesitant to embrace President Trump was actually because they felt that 
President Trump didn't really fit their typical classic uh, definition of a conservative. And they didn't, and he as a whole was too much of a wild card to really fit their conservative agenda. But then Trump started uh, gaining ground in the polls, and it was obvious uh, to Fox and really to the rest of the world that he would be the Republican nominee. And another thing that became obvious to Fox was that the segments that they were running uh, that were negative towards President Trump through personalities like Megyn Kelly, for example, who um, you know had a long spat with Trump. Uh, I think it was really intensified during that moment on the debate stage. Um, but what they soon realized about those negative segments they were running was that it played against what their base actually wanted to see. Fox came to a realization that folks and their base specifically are much more likely to drop Fox for Trump than to ever drop Trump for Fox. They are loyal to President Trump. They are loyal to the MAGA movement. They are not loyal to Fox. Fox, if anything, is just the vessel in which Trump uses to get out his agenda. And that is what his supporters really wanted to view Fox as. Um, I think what it's done now, and we're seeing this through personalities like Tucker Carlson, through um, uh, Sean Hannity, what we're seeing is, and we saw this when Sean Hannity took the stage with President Trump on a campaign rally, is that the line has been officially blurred between I am a journalist or I am an an opinion host, whatever you want to call it, uh, and I'm here to really give you a rundown and honest fair manner of what's going on in the news. Now, obviously, humans naturally have bias, right? I mean, to act like news can be presented in a manner that permits this from bias. I mean, for example, the podcast that I am doing right now has a natural bias to it. Though my intention is to create a product, uh, to create something uh, that really speaks to uh, people who don't fall under ideological or political or party lines, people that just want an analysis of what is going on from a, a non-biased perspective because I, I don't have skin in the game for, uh, per se, I will still admit there is natural bias because I'm a human being. Um, so I understand that. But what's happened though is that Trump owns Fox in this moment. <laughs> he knows that Fox cannot go anti-Trump. Even if there is something that Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson fundamentally disagrees with with Trump, they cannot go anti-Trump. What it would do to alienate their viewers, what it would do to their viewership as a whole. And on the flip side, the way I connected to MSNBC, for example, is that Rachel Maddow can't go pro-Trump either because she is (laughs) galvanized support and really created a base around this idea of being anti-Trump. So they're all in this sort of position where they're, they're, they are dependent on President Trump's every move and every action, but more so they are at the hands of their supporters. Their supporters, their viewers are dictating the content they must produce, and that's nothing new. The, the thing that's new, though, is that President Trump is also added in the mix there. President Trump is a viewer of Fox. I think the the reason I'm I'm talking about all of this and my my larger point is that whether it's conservative media or liberal media, each of them have responsibilities 
that go beyond satisfying uh, viewers that want to watch the news in an honest and fair manner, in a balanced manner. At the end of the day, what people really fail to recognize about whatever media you're picking up, whether it's the New York Times, Breitbart, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, whatever it is, these are companies. These are businesses that must report a profit at the end. They have investors, that they are a business more than anything, more than being a media company, more than you know, being a team of journalists, they are a business. And what's good for business is what's good for the most number of people, specifically what's good for the most number of their viewers. And I think the reason I bring this up is really to say heading into 2020, <laughs> I guess my major message to people who watch Fox or watch MSNBC or whatever you watch on a day-to-day is understand that, that their intention is not to, and, and I'm not saying that these media organizations and these journalists are uh, don't have a certain level of integrity and don't want to uh, tell the truth to the American people. I'm just saying that they work jobs, and they work jobs for large companies and corporations that are trying to earn money. Um, and I think that is a consistent trend, whether you're looking at the conservative media or the liberal media. And again, I, I really wanted to make this episode just to harp on that point. That's not something that's happening on only one side and not the other. You know, when President Trump says things like um, the media is the enemy of the people, and he specifically lists out those uh, media companies which are currently at odds with him, I wouldn't say they're the enemy of the people, obviously, but what I would say is that their job isn't to serve the people. Um, that's really my take on this, uh, sort of analyzing conservative media in relation to liberal media and similar responsibilities each of them share, um, and essentially the overarching similarities between the two. So thank you for listening and, uh, I'll keep you posted for the next episode.